It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less, cause you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF. Hello and welcome to another episode of Gabby AF. Welcome back. And again, I have another special guest, one of my friends that we we really, really connected because she is also from New Jersey and I cannot stay away from all these Jersey girls. They are my favorite. So I would love to welcome in this week, Miss Diana Perrazzo. Diana, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Are you kidding? I was like, this show needs a little bit more Jersey. I haven't had a Jersey girl on the show yet. And if I was uh, going to start with somebody, it kind of had to be you, I would have to say. <laughs> I love that. I Like like you said, we connected because we're from Jersey. Yeah. I feel like we just all have this like ingrained in us that when you're from Jersey, like you have to be friends. You, We rep each other so yes. hard. Like yes. it's just it, like it's some weird bond that's innate in us. People don't get it because they hate Jersey. You, I feel like you either love or hate Jersey. There's not really an in-between. So when I meet yeah. somebody and they're also like from Jersey, the first question is like, where in New Jersey? Like central, south, north. And then people try to tell us central doesn't exist. And then I get into arguments with people. And, <laughs> you know, it's just we just know each other well enough. So I yeah. feel like that's how we connected right away. But so I'm happy you're here. And we were already talking before the show about like, Jersey holidays and the weather and stuff like that. Cause that's just how we roll. But yeah. uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited you're here. And Thank even you. though you are in Florida now, so that's a little bit of a traitor kind of thing, but it is. What yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. I had to move here, but I also feel like now my life is just here. And we were talking about like, when we want to come home, we have three dogs. It's so hard now yeah. to just like, be like, Hey, we're going to pack up and drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we always tell our family, like, bring bring everyone and come down to us. And uh, Steve's mom is so sweet and will, like, go to Calandra's and pack pastries for us or bring down, like, really good meat and cheese. And, like, same, though, so we get a little taste of a Jersey Christmas from our parents. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> there can't be good pizza and bagels in Florida. Like, there's not. <laughs> there's one decent um, Italian place that does really great pizza. Ooh. Um but it's still like, mm, if I'm going to get it, like we should maybe put it in the oven for another five minutes and let it burn a little bit. Yeah. But like the owners are, the owner's family's from Sicily. So like all the food is good, but it's just, it's not the same, right. but it's like, this is the best Florida version that I could get. Oh my God. Yeah. See, I was, so I was just in Miami this weekend. I was telling you, and literally I was so excited to go. And then it was just raining the entire time because it's Florida and that's the weather in Florida. And it was fun because yeah, it was like a new place. But then of course in New Jersey, it was like 50 and sunny. And then I went to Florida, I brought the storm there. And then on my flight home, it was storming (laughs) here. So I'm like, I just can't win. And I like the seasons. I like the cold. I'm one of those weird people. So I could never live in Florida like full time, but yeah it's actually pretty pretty cold for florida right now like i'm gonna say like 68 in florida is cold are you insane (laughs) that is the most florida thing i've ever fucked i'm so disappointed in you right now for saying that you're gonna come home to jersey for like a weekend it's gonna be 40 and you're gonna be like an eskimo wrapped in like a puffer coat like yeah we were in philly last weekend and it was you know 40s and 50s and i was like 50 in in philly is different than 50 in florida no you've completely turned now i don't even know if i can call you a jersey girl anymore because that is really (laughs) i'm a little disappointed i'm not gonna lie but Uh, that's so funny it sucks (laughs) so i had to get you on this week i've been seeing a lot of you on twitter all over my feed at least 
um, you know, you tweeted out this really very vulnerable, like raw tweet about how you felt you had like a full blown panic attack before going out for this incredible match that you have with Jordan Grace. And the Mm -hmm. tweet like really took off in the sense of a lot of quote tweets, a lot of people, you know, saying I've been there, I can relate to you with this feeling. How, first of all, is that something you felt before? Is that something you kind of deal with a lot? And like, how did it make you feel to see so many people really be there for you and say like, you know, I felt that way as well. And it's something I've gone through. Yeah, I am. I feel like I've come to learn that I've always had a bit of panic and a bit of anxiety. I just never really was able to be like, I'm having an anxiety attack or this is a panic attack or like what the difference between the two are. And um, earlier this year, I just like, I think post wedding and like, I just went through some stuff that like after my wedding, I didn't have anything else to focus my energy on. And I just kind of was in this like weird lull Mm -hmm. that triggered a lot of panic and anxiety and um I went to therapy because I didn't know what to do with it and I was like but this is affecting like I'm scared to get on a plane and go to work I'm scared to be away from my husband like I don't know what this is and how to cope with it so I need help I need professional help and um honestly I think it was the best thing I ever did for me because it's helped in like every facet of my life but in that, for for that tweet, like when I saw someone um, like that tweet and it brought me back, when I see that clip of myself, that's what I see. I see this girl who yeah. literally five seconds before said to Jordan, like, I just need you to know I'm having a full-blown panic attack and I, I this has never happened to me before in wrestling. Right. So I don't know what I'm going to be like when I go out there. And if I forget or if I don't know where I am or what I'm doing, I just need you to know why and like help me. Wow. You know, like I want this to be good, but I might need to lean on you a little bit more. Right. Um, And I mean, I think a lot of people praised me for the tweet, but it was more like also a nod to Jordan for being one, a very great friend of mine, but also someone that was like, Hey, we got this and I got you, you know? And, um, I don't think that's easy to find in life, but also in wrestling. Um, so I definitely didn't expect the tweet to like blow up as much as it did, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was also like, I go through this and, and it's taboo to talk about still. And I feel like I've talked about it more and more. Um, over the last year of like, hey, I go through this and I sought help. And and um, if you're going through it too, like I think hearing someone talk about mm-hmm. it or tweet about it or um, just be vulnerable and admit that is still a weird thing in society. So I think I also tweeted last night, like the more we challenge the status quo, that's how we produce change. For sure. And um, I guess that's kind of, kind of what I was trying to do, but yeah. without trying to do it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's amazing. And like you said, it is kind of taboo to talk about. And it's so weird because the majority of people do deal with a lot of anxiety or panic and like sometimes you don't even know it like certain like um symptoms of full-blown anxiety or like a panic attack you could have easily and like not know you're having a panic attack right and or some things are trigger it or what it is and I think you even just opening up the conversation for discussion for fans to see just for other people to see such a relatable thing and it is going to change it takes just one person or the next person or just that you know that domino effect of what you did with just a simple tweet in that way really started people to be like oh maybe like that's something I should get help with too because Deanna got help and it's not 
you know, it, I shouldn't be embarrassed that I felt that way. So, you know, props to you yeah. for doing that. Cause it's not the easiest thing to do either, because I think people see wrestlers <clears throat> one way on their TV and they think like, that's how you are all the time. But at the end of the yeah. day, you're human beings who deal with <laughs> very real life feelings. Um, and that just goes to show like the kind of person that you are, that you can easily talk about it in that sense. So I think, yeah, thank lot. you. there was a guy who tweeted like, Oh, and it made me so angry. And I just had to be like, put down the phone, Deanna. Yeah. Um, something to the effect of like, you ruin your character development and all the storylines by tweeting something like this. And it's like, first of all, dude, the story between me and Jordan was not like this, like heated rival. Like it was a heated rivalry, but there was respect and like, um, you know, it wasn't like a, I hate you and you hate me kind of situation. It was like, I've just went up to you. So beat me if you can. Like, So that is just, we got to put that aside because you're wrong. Right. But then also, yes, like you need to have these conversations because I feel like I felt so alone wondering like what is wrong with me and what is going on and how do I deal with this? And knowing that like my therapist sees a therapist, you know, and like my therapist goes through these things and like my mom has bad panic and anxiety. And so like being able to talk to my mom about it or whatever, but that helped me just knowing like I'm not alone in this situation. Right. So people who like aren't public figures that don't necessarily like have the ability to just be like, I'm going to talk to this person or maybe they can't seek some therapy or whatever that reason might be like to see that your favorite wrestler or someone you follow on uh, mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram might be going through. That is just like one avenue of communication that is a positive of social media because there's a lot of negatives. Yes. If we could use it for one positive, then that's my positive is, is showing you guys like, yeah, I am human. And yes, the virtuosa is this like cool, calm, collected. She can handle everything mm-hmm. in the ring. But Deanna Perrazzo isn't always like that. And I've had to learn that that's okay. Yeah. So I think we all need to learn that's okay. And we got to have those conversations hard or a not fit for wrestling storylines or not. We have to have those conversations. For sure. And I think at the end of the day, people's mental health is the most important thing. Like no matter what championships, you know what I mean? Title belt, fame, like everything, that's all great and good. But if you're not good with you at the end of the day and you are looking at yourself in the mirror and you're not okay, it's okay to seek help or not feel alone. Cause that's the worst feeling in the world. I have been there, especially this year. It's been very taxing on me. And there were times where I was in very, very dark, low places and it's okay to not be okay, but you just need to figure out ways to make yourself better because there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And there's always going to be someone that is going to want to help you. You just, it's that first step is like knowing you need the help and going for it. So if you changed one person that read that from you to go get help or something like you've done an amazing thing. So yeah. And more than wrestling, right? right. Like this, it, like, yes, my platform is to be a professional wrestler and to win championships and do all that. But like, I want to use this platform for good. And yeah, if one person got something positive from that and said like, Oh, she did it. So I can do it. Or she, she overcame this and still felt that way. and right. still went through the curtain. I can get up today. I can go to my job today. I can, walk my dog today yeah then yeah mission accomplished right because wrestling in the grand scheme is nothing compared to like actually helping people live productive lives that should always be our goal yeah and not only that you had a phenomenal match with jordan <laughs> like one of the best <laughs> yes, matches like so good and you mentioned too how you leaned so much on jordan for that and jordan said like the nicest stuff about you especially after the tweet and something i've noticed i think 
the T well now TNA, it was impact. It's amazing that it's TNA again, which is crazy, yeah. but the TNA knockout division, I just think the camaraderie that you women have, like you put up videos together, you take all these fun TikToks, you do these things. Like I think it's such a beautiful thing. And I've been backstage at impact before, luckily. And like, I know a lot of you girls and you're all just the most kind welcoming people in the business and like you can just tell there's so much love between you guys so like talk a little bit about that and like the support system that you do have in that TNA locker room because I think it's a pretty rare and like beautiful thing yeah it's I've never been in a locker room like this before mm. um and I I just I think impact TNA gets the um like stigma of like the land of the misfit toys I hate that analogy but it's kind of true and we all come from wherever we came from and and um just try to like put on the best product and we all push each other to do that and I think there's just this understanding that we're the underdogs we're here to try to change our perception and and sometimes that's easier than it is other times but um if we work together and we push each other to be our best then at the end of the day like as long as we're proud with what we put out there that's all that matters and i feel like our entire locker room embodies that but i think with us girls like we celebrate each other mm -hmm. and i've never had a group of girls like because i feel like women's wrestling gets still has the perception of like being catty and right. i get it we're still fighting for opportunities we're still fighting for like equal tv time and things like that but at tna at impact like the women are main eventing more and more often the women are getting more and more time on tv and so there's not this like there's one spot and it has to be mine there's opportunity for everyone and we're all different we all um you know are unique and like how we present ourselves on tv brings something different to the table and we because we're not fighting like that for tv time we can celebrate each other a lot more so and i think it shows in your matches too because you're like as much as you're like i want to make myself look good you're doing stuff to make each other look good and it like yeah. and that's why i and i've said this and i'm not just saying this because you're on, you're with me today i think the knockouts division is one of the best division for women ac across the business right now. Like you guys are just yeah. absolutely killing it. The storytelling, the in-ring matches, and like the improvement of so many people as well, just getting better and better. That's a testament to you guys because anyone can be good for themselves. You guys do it as like a team to be good for each other. And it's really like yeah. an amazing thing to watch. Um, you've had some of the craziest best matches <laughs> that I've seen in TNA. So, you know, talk a little bit. What was your favorite match that you've had in like Impact? What stands out to you if you look back at your time in Impact and you're like, what? Well, this was to me the most meaningful or because it might not be something we think we know. So I always like yeah. to ask because I'm like, what for you? Did something happen behind the scenes? You know, like what stands out to you? Um, in match wise, I think my answer will always be myself and Jordan Grace at Slamiversary 2020. Yeah. Um, I just think there was a ton of pressure on, I put pressure on myself right. to like perform and deliver. Um, I had just been released from NXT and I went on like a whole media tirade of like, I was treated wrong. I'm better than right. how I was treated. Like, screw this. I'm out here to like prove people wrong. I want revenge. So going into that Slammiversary, you know, six months later, was it five months later? Um, I just felt like I have to perform and I have to, back up all the shit that I talked right, right of course yeah for <laughs> um, sure and I think I think I did but also it was my first world championship so there was that element of like when I was told I was winning I was like no it'll change no way like and then it and then I won and I was like oh 
shit, this is real. Like, um, so I think it's just a lot of emotions went into that and a lot of like, um, I felt validated after like, I was right. I, I could bet on myself and I did what I was set out to do. So here I am and take it or leave it. Um, and that just kind of like also skyrocketed my confidence and everything I did thereafter. Um, I think in, in terms of our locker room, I tend to like, not necessarily be like a, I'm a leader, you know? And I know I am looked in that way to some of the girls, but like, I don't necessarily always try to take on that role. I'm more of like a, you can come to me if you need anything. And I take a back seat, yeah. but I'm here. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alicia Edwards had, it was the, the weekend you were with us in White Plains. Yeah. She wrestled, um, I think it was her first pay-per-view match for the Knockouts yes. World Championship ever since she's been with Impact mm -hmm. TNA. And um, I just knew that if this was me or if this was another girl, Alicia would have a bottle of champagne. She'd have treats in the back. Like, that's what she does for us. We call her party mom because mm -hmm. she's always planning. Um, she threw me and Steve and got, like a little like pre-wedding party oh and we do birthday parties and anniversaries and baby showers and all these things. Um, I knew that if someone else was hitting that milestone that she hit, she would do something. So I had champagne in the back for us and we popped in and covered her and like um, there's a really great picture of Jordan's holding her up and I have champagne in the oh back like ah! And uh, it's one of my favorites from my time there because I just felt like, okay, I'm kind of stepping into this role today because you're not here to do it. And we need to show you that same love and respect that you show us. That's amazing. And that just goes to show the camaraderie, like I've said, like in the locker room there. And shout out to Alicia too. I love her. Uh, quick story about Alicia. Like when I first worked with Women's Wrestling Army and I was backstage interviewing, it was my first time ever doing it. And I was scared out of my mind. The second I yeah. got there, we were sitting there for makeup. And this is just how she is. We were sitting there getting makeup done. And she looks over at me and she was like, you're the interviewer. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, you need to go first. And I was like, oh, well, like there's a line, like whatever. And she was like, no, 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 no. She grabbed me. She was like, this is the interviewer. She needs to be done before all of you. And she's going first. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she like took me under her wing and was just yeah. like my mom at that weekend. And it was just, so that goes to show shout out to Alicia because she's amazing. And she did deserve amazing. that from you guys. And I absolutely love to see it. Um, yeah. Some of your other friends that I do know and I love because I actually got to do a really cool, I produced this awesome special between you, Chelsea Green, and Britt Baker. Some people you're pretty friendly with, I would say. Um, Just a little. <laughs> I loved it. It was the favorite special I had ever produced because you guys were all doing different things at the time, but we really talked about how your guys' friendship and support for each other never stopped, even no matter what mm -hmm. you were doing and like kind of how you started and stuff like that. So, I mean, for you to sit back and watch like the amazing things that they're doing now, because they were in such different places, even when we did that, I think it was like two years ago at this time. Um, yeah. Especially someone like Chelsea, who was also released from the WWE like yourself and now has come back and, you know, what she's doing is insane. She's like the highlight of my Monday night. You know, how <laughs> proud are you to sit and watch, you know, your best friends and still all three of you guys support each other like you do from behind the scenes? Like how big of an impact does that have on your life? So much. Um, I feel like I spend every day basically with Chelsea. Like we did a big ugly sweater Christmas party I last night. So I cooked a big dinner for everybody. Oh. Like, um, you know, we don't get to see Brit as much. She is very busy, right. but, um, when we do, it's just like, we're like 23 years old again. And then we're kids sharing a hotel room yeah. and don't know what we got ourselves into. Like, I feel like we just, we just have grown up together and always since the day we met supported each other. And like, um, yeah, it's not faded, but then it's also been really cool to like, 
be a part of each other's journey where it's like, okay, we, yeah, we did the Indies together. Yeah. We, we shared cars and rooms and, and whatever, but then we all kind of moved when Britt moved to Florida, I was right behind her. Chelsea was already yeah. here. And then I went to NXT and Britt started at AEW and Chelsea was taking over the Indies. Right. And then Chelsea and I were in NXT together and Britt was the first ever eight or one of the first ever AEW women's world champions. Yep. So it's kind of like, we've all just, there's been ups and downs and all these ebbs and flows, but I feel like at the end of the day, like, yeah, we're always watching for each other. We're always like putting on Raw or AEW or Impact to see what each other are doing, fighting for, you know, Britt and I were super vocal about like, we should have a match when the forbidden <sighs> door between AEW and Impact was, was a big thing. I wanted that um, bad. <laughs> I still yeah, do. I, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but I feel like we've always been able to like put aside where we are or, or the loyalty to the company we're in and say like, no, but my loyalty is to you. And I have said this probably in the special that we did, but in, in every interview that asked me about Chelsea and Britt, like if I cannot succeed myself, those are the two people that I would give my success to 100% because that's my family. And when they succeed, I succeed. Watching Chelsea be the highlight of everybody's Monday yeah. at this point, like is so, is so rewarding to me because it couldn't be me. And there's no one else I'd want it to be but her. Right. So um, I feel like that that's, that sums up my friendship with them. It's like, those are my girls. And if you are doing well, then I'm doing well. Oh, that's like such an amazing thing too. Because like you said, there's always that stigma of girls like not supporting each other or like being catty and not wanting good things. But you saying yeah. your, if you didn't have the success, you would want them to have the success is such a beautiful thing. But I'm still waiting for the match between you and Britt or the match between <laughs> you and Chelsea. And coming up in Jan, you know, January 1st, you're, you're flying free. You are a free agent. Yeah. Can you give us any kind of, you know, it, are we ever going to see that happen? Are there going to, is there a possibility for that to ever, I know you probably can't tell me anything right now, which I hate. <laughs> I also, after, I but... wish that I knew anything, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been, you know, the last couple of weeks have been really interesting because um, obviously we've seen tons of stuff about my contract status come out on social media and I've not really addressed it too much because I just, I don't really have anything to say right, yet. Right. And I've been able to have some like really great conversations, um, with people all across the board. And, you know, it just, the only thing that I can say is like, I feel validated and I feel like the work that I've been able to put in an impact has really changed the entire trajectory of my career mm -hmm. and the perception of me. I feel like going into Impact, I had, um, you know, like, I, I think my time in NXT deemed me a little bit difficult, a little bit outspoken, a little bit um, maybe cocky or overconfident. Um, and I think that I've been able to, like, rehab that image of myself and show people, like, no, I'm a team player and I, and I want yes, of course I want to be the champion and I want to be at the top, but I can also be a champion and handle all the responsibilities that come with that. And um, it's opened a lot of doors for me going into this free agency. Um, I, d I don't have an answer. I don't have right. any details or anything because um, I just don't know yet. And there's a lot of pros and cons to every place that I could go, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, and also too, I will say like my heart, is so full for impact that whether I stay or go or whatever the case is going to be, um, it's not going to be an easy decision, no matter what my decision mm -hmm. is, because, um, to stay would, is to be with my family. And obviously my husband's there and, yeah. um, you know, I, I've just had the time of my life and, and the career moments of my life there, but also, you know, I have to weigh, is it time to maybe try to do that somewhere else? So it's very, 
it's very difficult. Yeah. Oh, I could only imagine. But I will say, like, I think what you've done, and I've been on record saying this when I worked with Busted Open, we did specials and stuff. When what you did with the Virtuosa from getting your release in the WWE and how far you've come with that, especially in like Impact when you were the champion, you were like my comeback story to me because you were somebody that took you did bet on yourself so much so and you carry that championship with such grace and like such persistence and you were so Thank confident you. the way I watched you this was before I really really knew you that well so it wasn't even like me just getting the character of what you actually are now that we are <laughs> friends and I do know you in that way but you know you could have easily been like oh pissed off that you got released and really you know, went down on yourself and went down this road where you were angry or you were bratty or you did take it in a bad way. And you're like, I didn't need any fixing. I didn't need to mature, nothing like that. And you did the complete opposite. And you were like, I'm going to show everybody like why I am a force to be reckoned with and why this was a mistake on somebody's part to let go of me. And I think you did do that. I mean, that was coming up in the summer of 2024 will be four years since your release and like what you've done and what you've accomplished since then is more than a lot of people can say. So no matter where you end up, like, I hope you know what you've done with the Virtuoso and Asiana Perrazzo across the board for women's pro wrestling has been monumental. And you're a comeback story that nobody can touch ever. So I'm excited <laughs> to see where you go. You, Thank you. <laughs> like seriously, no matter where it is, you're going to make waves and you're, you're only just getting started. If you ask me, like you haven't even touched. Yeah. Yet, so I feel like it's funny. Like I've only, I've been wrestling the end of this month will be 11 years and uh, I'm only 29. That's and crazy. I feel... I'm older than you. Oh my God. My life is so sad. But anyway. but in my like brain, I'm like, Oh, I've been wrestling for my entire yeah. life, which I kind of have, but like, I feel like I'm 40. Like I feel like I'm so much older than I am wrestling's because like wrestling is just aged me I guess. Yeah. And, I, and I'm around everyone who's older than I am and um so it's funny where I'm like yeah I really am just I still have an entire career if I want one yeah. like I can do this for another 11 years if I wanted to or I could stop tomorrow because I'd be satisfied yeah. you know um so it's it's like this crazy weird like I don't know I feel so much older <laughs> and, and a, more accomplished than I am that's, that's <laughs> I mean that's an amazing thing to say because you're not even 30 yeah. years old yet and you've done these things and I do remember when we were speaking with um, Chelsea and Britt, like they would always be like, if I wanted to know how to do something, like I would watch Deanna or I would like go to Deanna for like the technical work. And like, I don't think maybe you even realize that, that people are looking to you to know like the right way to do stuff. Cause you're technically so good at what you do and you are such a hard worker in that sense. And you're so humble about it. And I don't think people like realize that about you. I'll say nice <laughs> things. And like, it's almost like, you're like, Oh my God, thanks. Like you don't even, you're not like, yeah, I know. Like, okay, bitch, I get it. Like, and some people are like that. And like, they have these huge egos and you're just not yeah. one of those people. Um, which is such a beautiful thing. Cause sometimes when you do get accomplishments or you do make your way you kind of change how you are because you're like I am better than yeah. these people or whatever but it's it's really cool that you are that way and it's a testament to the people that you have around you that want to be around you and the good yeah. friends and you know you and Steve like like we didn't even get into Steve yet and how much <laughs> you know he's impacted you you're kind of newly married what have you been married like a year right I think just over, just a, year, over yeah. a year now but talk a little bit about that like you're kind of couple goals I've seen you guys in person too you're adorable and it's so cute oh. <laughs> but um also he's from Jersey as well right so is, yeah. we all find each other so <laughs> Talk a little I bit said about. I had to travel the world to find, <laughs> to a, find a Jersey guy <laughs> who you could have found down at DJ's on like a Saturday night probably you know what I mean it's fine <laughs> 
but talk a little yeah. bit about, you know, your guys's relationship and, you know, you've been traveling together a lot and maybe the strains, if you're not going to be traveling together in the near future and kind of how you kind of keep things afloat yeah. and keep such a good relationship. That's been also too, that's some, something that's weighed on both of our minds of like, mm -hmm. Okay, it's really good in terms of we don't maybe necessarily need to board the dogs. Like, they could be home a yeah. lot more, which is great. Yeah. Um, although we do have a really great sitter. But it's just, like, you save a lot of money not doing that. Um, and, and, like, they just want to be home. They're homebodies. They love their mom and dad. Yeah. Like, they're just, they want to be home with us. But um, it, we really weighed on, like, oh, wow. Like, we could potentially never work together again. And, like, what does that look like for us? And it's been really fun with him coming into impact of like, you know, when we're in Vegas, we'll make sure like we went a few days early and went to the Grand Canyon or the second time we went a few days early and he really wanted to go to Tombstone in Arizona. And like, we try to make fun trips of these things because we're getting paid to travel. Right. So we might as well take advantage of it and, and go places neither of us have seen or somewhere he wants to show me or somewhere that I've been that I know he'll love. And uh, it's it's really, especially this year, just with all the mental health stuff we talked about that I've been going through, it's been settling to know that, like, I have my best friend. And if I feel like I'm going to panic or like I can't handle a situation, he's there to, like, ground me and he's my person. Um, so that's, like, yeah, it's scary to know that, like, we, we might not ever do this again and I might have to, like, figure out how to do this without you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But it, it's been so fun to, like, I always talk about his development and he kind of had to do the same thing that I did. And he's an amazing comeback story himself yeah. where he had never done independent wrestling on like a high level. You know, he started wrestling right out of the Marine Corps and was signed within a year. So maybe he did two or three independent shows, but he, he didn't know what indie wrestling was. Right. And then here we are, you know, 2021, I think it was when he got released and he was like, do I get, a regular job or do I figure this out? And I'm like, Oh no, you figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, did indie wrestling at the highest level for years. You're good. Yeah. Um, so just to see him get a shot at impact and be a former world champion. And like a lot of his dreams have come true with impact TNA wrestling, um, has been really fun to be there and be a part of, I mean, this picture here, we won the championships together on the same day. Yeah, like our couple. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really fun. <laughs> That's so nice. He had you to kind of lean on too. Cause you had been through it. So it's so interesting that he's like, what do I do? And you kind of watch him on the sideline, get his dreams made and like kind of progress. That's like a beautiful thing to go through together yeah. you know like and now whatever happens with you as well he's gonna sit there and be like your number one fan always so I think that's that's like really beautiful people wish they could find that in their lives you know and a, yeah. a lot of couples I say like I don't know how wrestlers date anybody else that aren't like wrestlers because I feel like you guys have the craziest schedule and yeah. it's just so what you guys do on your bodies and kind of mentally like I feel like if you're not in it it's hard to understand it um, 100%. So I, I, I wish you guys all the best. And I met Steve and he's so sweet. Thank you. It's so funny because <laughs> when I first met Steve, he was very quiet and he's very like yeah. laid back and chill and like just knowing you and you're like, oh, and I'm like, I get it. I see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone says like, I'm going to need somebody who's very laid back and like quiet because I am this way. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's, it's a Jersey thing. I'm telling you it's a Jersey thing. <laughs> like, yeah. We are 100% like balancing to each other's yay yeah, and balance each other. Yeah. Because I'm very much like, you should just ask and you should be vocal. And like, you know, you have to defend yourself. And he's like, it's fine. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you know, like everything's going to work out. Yeah. Relax. Um, but then I also like, you know, he's been 
been through i mean like he served two tours in afghanistan like he's just he's kind of like i don't need all of this yeah. like he's a simple guy who li- wants to live a simple life but then also wanted to be a professional wrestler so he's just kind of like opposite i've dealt with way. bigger fish i don't you know yeah <laughs> i'm simple but i want to do the craziest job ever that is the most mentally yes. physically taxing thing of all time but like let's do it yeah and he's, i'll get my wife he's like, i just want to work yeah like everything else doesn't matter i just want to like get in the ring and work and i'm like okay like all right do you i'm not gonna get involved i love it so much but i mean it works for you guys because you seem very happy and it's kind of an amazing thing to look up to for sure but thank you um but yeah i mean i i'm throwing this into the manifestation of the universe that i'm gonna see at the royal rumble this year um because (laughs) that's coming up soon and yeah. this is just a little fun that I've had. Cause I asked Mickey this when I had Mickey on, if you know, if she's thrown in the Royal Rumble, we never know. If that were to happen, I'm t- yeah. I would love to see it. You know, if anything were to happen and it, you were thrown in and you were in the WWE and it was a beautiful thing and you know, obviously all rhetorical, it, it, not happening. Who would be your chat? Like who would you want to face? Ooh. That's tough. I know. That's why I ask the tough questions on Gabby F. We don't mess around here. You know what I mean? I make my I make my guests think really hard. Not too hard. Yeah. But. Yeah, because so it's Rio or Eo, right? Yeah. Rio or Eo. Um God. <laughs> I wish I could choose both. Have um, you ever worked with like... either of them before? Yes. Okay. So I wrestled Rhea, I mean a ton of times, just like on the NXT like um house show loops coconut shows um we wrestled for the nxt uk championship in the main event of an nxt uk um where Rhea defeated me (laughs) um (laughs) but i so i feel like there's that of like we know each other very well but then there's also like eo who i've wrestled in japan a ton we actually were in the same pc class at the same time wow. july 2018 mm-hmm. so we came in together and i feel like that would be a really cool story to tell too of like look what you got on to do right. while you stayed in wwe and i had to leave and like redeem myself a little bit and now i'm coming back for your championship i feel like it's a really cool story so i feel like my answer is eo interesting yeah i feel like it's eo listen i'm putting everything into manifest manifestation is like a thing apparently i don't know i've been watching a lot of tiktok 100 percent. um and you have to like you know put it under your pillow and write the thing like I, I don't know what goes on with those things but it works for a lot of people so yeah i've been trying to manifest a lot of things for myself i haven't seen any money or a perfect man come yet so i don't know how much it's working <laughs> but i'm trying keep manifesting keep manifesting <laughs> I'd like the money first. The man can be whatever. But I'm yeah. manifesting everything. Um, yeah. But more than- I'm a big manifester, Are I you? swear. Like, I just talked about this. I did Cody Diener's podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a clip he posted where I was like, I was nine years old, like, manifesting that I was going to be a professional wrestler. Stop. And then at 18, my last high school assignment was to, like, write where you want to be in five years. And uh, it was, I want to be a professional wrestler. I hope you're killing it on the indies or I hope you sign somewhere and are walking down a ramp with gold. Like I wrote it out. I manifested it. I'm a big journaler anyway, but um, I, the power of manifestation is legit. Wow. I should, I should really take it more seriously then maybe. Yeah. Because I'm 100%. Wow. I'm living my dream. This is all I've ever wanted since I was nine. So yeah. That is amazing. That is, that's like. Oh, I get emotional thinking like that's like a really crazy thing and you're like like you said you're not even 30 years old like what more is to come in the next 10 years for you is just and you're just such yeah. a good person and thank you so much 
for Thank joining you. me. And like, I do, I love you. I'm so happy you came on with me and I hope people take away from this more than anything past the virtuosa, just like how you are and just such always a good friend and a good person. And you're always so, you've always been so kind to me, even when I was just a random producer that was like trying to book you on a show. And I texted you to come on and you were like, oh my God, yeah, like within minutes. So I, I, I wish nothing but the absolute best and greatest for you. And I know wherever you go next, you're going to do a million amazing things. And people Thank are always so looking up to you and you've just been such a good testament of a human being. And I love you and thank you for coming on the show. And you're from Jersey. You're gonna so make I love me you cry. No, I mean, I don't mean to make, I make my guests cry. I, I don't mean to do that. I don't want to make you cry. But I hope people just realize, you know, I'm, I've been blessed to get to know people behind the curtain and behind the ring. Yeah. And you meet some really, really amazing people. And you're one of those great people that I've gotten to become friends with. And that's a blessing in and of itself. So I wish you nothing but the most amazing things. And I know you're going to kill it wherever you end up. And I can't wait to watch and see. And then I'll have you on in a year when you're a champion again somewhere else and you're absolutely fucking crushing it and you don't have time for anybody but me so it'll be great uh, <laughs> i will always make time for you don't worry i love you so much and when you're in jersey um let me know because i'm still here yes. rotting away and we'll get pizza and bagels because i know you're missing it in that florida whatever 100%. they're doing there so. i need benny tadino's gigantic pizza slice dude what, it's down the street for me what are you coming that's over? what i need in my life okay you're coming <laughs> over and we're and we're gonna vlog we'll vlog it we'll take video we're gonna show yes. people what that is because they don't know what we're talking about uh, but next time you're in jersey yeah. for sure you're coming and we're going so that's yes, a promise 100%. okay awesome yeah. <laughs> thank you so much thank Gianna. you so much for having me of course seriously anytime <laughs> i love you and good luck in the future with everything and i know you're gonna kill it Thank you. All right. That has been another episode of Gabby AF. I can't wait for you guys to tune in next week to see what I have coming up. But until then, L-Y-M-N-B, love you most. No back. It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less because you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF.